Speculation and innuendos and reference to will he or will he not leave Tampa after nine seasons? And and Tampa, of course, always has a special place in my heart. I've talked about that a million times before. We're not going to get into that again. But you're, I, I keep seeing, you know, I keep seeing people talking about it. He's coming to the Giants. He's not coming to the Giants. So is this really? Does this make sense, or is it all just nonsense? And and in some regards, I think we already all know the answers. But we got to talk about it anyways. We got a good video coming out on Tuesday. It's called Not Secondary. And it's about the New York Giants secondary and the secondary for the vaunted Dallas Cowboys and how it's going to be come. I think I think Sunday's game is going to come down to the secondaries. And we're going to get into detail and depth and about that on Tuesday. But Mike Evans, the venerable wide receiver. I mean, he's a pro's pro. He He's a guy that he plays. He plays hurt. He did miss about three games a couple of years ago, but he plays through the injuries. Uh, he, he's just a guy that has never not had a thousand yard season going back to 2014. 70, what is he got? 81 career touchdowns, over 10,000 yards receiving. I think the lowest, his lowest receiving total was uh, 67 receptions back in 19 for still 1,157 yards. I mean, he he is the consummate professional that you would want on your team. He is that number one, even at thir- just turned 30 years old, even at 30 years old, he is that option the Giants and the Giants fans crave ever since the loss of OBJ. Well, not really. We didn't really lose OBJ. He kind of, you know, we kind of moved on from him. Now, if you look at it from a football standpoint, he, he would, he would be, he would be the, fr- he would be the number one option on this team for the Giants. He would be it. Some people will still say it's Walla Walla Waller. Jones to Walla Walla Walla. First down. But it would be Mike Evans because Mike Evans would be on the outside. Mike Evans would be able to stretch the field. He would open up the opportunities for Waller. He would draw double. He would draw double coverage. He would draw us, you know, there the, the the top of the line, you know, cornerback for the opposing uh, for the opposing team, along with safety help. He would be a guy that would fit into that slot for Daniel Jones. We always talk about how there's really no excuses for Daniel Jones because he has got his weapon. He's got his, you know, we, I mean, Shane went out and got him Waller. He went out and got him Hyatt. He brought back Darius Slayton. He brought back, you know, uh, he brought, but you know, brought back Hodges. He also brought back Saquon Barkley. So uh, outside of the collapse of the offensive line, if there was to be one, you know, he, he, you know, Jones does not have the, the, I would say the luxury of saying that I don't have the opportunity because I don't have the playmakers. Cause I do think the giants have the playmakers, but if you add Mike Evans, it just may, it, you know, like I said, it would be the perfect blend for the giants. He is a good team guy. He is a guy that fights through injuries. He's just a good guy in general. But then you look at some of the realism and reference to this. And I know a lot of fans don't like realism, but that's what we do here. The Giants right now, you figure with the 53-man roster, have about, I would say, a 1.1 to 1.5 million under the cap. If you take a look at Mike Evans' contract, Mike Evans' contract this year calls for 15.9 million. So he's probably not going to fit 
into the Giants' plans in reference to the salary cap. Because if you're going to take on, you know, if you're if you're going to take on a look at it, you know, you're probably going to come in more like around fourteen point five. If you if you bring him in before the start of the season, the Giants have talked about, and Joe Shane has talked about it, and I like using my word, operational cap space. Likes to have elite. He said he said it a multitude of times. Joe Shane is he wants ten million dollars of operational cap space to make in season moves because of injuries. So he would have to come up with another. 9 million to get to his 10 million right now with what he has. And then you would have to come up with another 15 million on top of that. And the only way you can do that is probably go out and restructure the deals again of Adoree Jackson and Leonard Williams. But you know, we seem to forget sometimes in 2024, we have a dead cop number for both Adoree Jackson and Leonard Williams, and they won't even be on the team contractually. There's almost $10 million in dead cap space from restructured bonus bonuses that we had to give them so we could have cap space last year. So the fact of the matter is, even if you're looking at the fact that Mike Evans wants a contract, he's coming off his contract now, which was $82.5 million over five. He's looking on that final year now. He's going to want a new contract. So not only would you have to go out and get him for a reasonable cost, you would have to make extensive moves in reference to the salary cap just to get him under the cap for the Giants to, to make this feasible. I don't know. I mean, unless you're planning on wrecking the cap for 2024, and the idea Joe Shane had when he came in here now two years ago was to get out of cap purgatory, build through this, build smart through the draft and free agency and some trades, and save that cap money. That's why he's already come out and said he doesn't really want to touch the Jackson Dory Jackson's contract. He doesn't want to touch Leonard Williams' contract. He doesn't even want to talk to Xavier McKinney till the end of the year. Right now, we have about if you look at 2024 without making any moves and 37 players on the contract, we have about 45 million dollars in cap space. Now there's easily a ways to get that up to 60 million, but the problem is also you have to remember Daniel Jones is going to account for about 18.5% of that cap next year. And you have Andrew Thomas and a couple other guys that are excuse me Andrew Thomas and Dexter Lawrence, so you're going to have three guys once again counting for like 35% of the cap. So once again, you're cap heavy on three guys. So are you really going to put yourself in a situation where you're cap heavy on four guys for a then 31-year-old wide receiver? Even of Mike, even of Mike Evans's pedigree, it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Joe Shane likes to make, and he's making these moves now. He likes to make moves that have a high reward, but in some ways a high risk in reference to the Giants. And the fact that he can sit there and work the contracts to his favor and not give up as much draft capital as humanly possible. And Mike Evans is still going to cost you a second rounder, no, no matter. I would say Mike Evans, if they don't get a first rounder, and I think there's a team out there that would give a couple first rounders for Mike Evans. But if you're the Giants, you, you're probably going to have to give up a two and a five and maybe a seven, if not more. So you're going to have to dip back into your draft capital. You're going to have to figure out a way to structure 2023 contracts into 2024. So you can go out and get a wide receiver after you have already revamped your skill positions in reference to Waller and Hyatt and bring you back the other guys. It just doesn't make sense. It does. You, Joe Shane has built a continuity with this team, with this organization in reference to how he handles the salary cap. It would go against everything that he's kind of talked about in reference to bringing in high price free agents. Cause you figure he is going to, he got five years, 82 million average is 16. 
you figure he's going to want anywhere between looking at the landscape, looking, and he's going to probably want anywhere between 17 to 22 million a season. Evans is going to. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of cabbage for a team that still has issues on the offensive line. Still, at, still has question marks at two guard positions, and right now a tackle position. Still has issues at the linebacking position. It just, it just wouldn't make sense for the Giants to make a move such as this. And honestly, I don't think that Tampa is ever going to move on from Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a pillar in the Tampa community. Mike Evans is there. Are, there are certain players um, that have been in Tampa that are just favorites of not only the organization but of the city itself. And Joel Glazer, you know, he, he's, he's been, he's been with the team now for, I think 29 years. He, he's, he's the owner and co-chairman in the Glazer family. I know that I, you know, I, I've met the Glazer family on a multiple multitudes of occasions and, and they understand the importance of a player like Mike Evans, not only outside not only on the football field, but outside of the organization. Now I know Mike Evans uh, agent has set a deadline for September 9th to get this deal done or he's going to become a free agent next year. But we hear the same thing about Saquon Barkley. You, you hear a lot of different things. And I think at the end of the day, Joel Glazer is just is going to find a way to make the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Mike Evans reunion occur. Because like I said, I, I just don't see that, that, that. Like I said, there are certain guys in the Tampa organization over the Tampa years that have just been such a pillar in that community. That, that have just been so highly regarded. And right now, Tampa has about $20 million in cap space next year. And it's funny because their cap, their dead cap space in 2024 is only 200000 So they have the, you know, it's funny with them, they actually do have the contracts that they can rework to bring back or not bring back Mike Evans. And the other thing I look at with the Mike Evans deal in reference to Tampa, Tampa did the same thing that the Giants had to do with Leonard Williams and Adore Jackson. Mike Evans has almost $20 million in dead cap space on restructured contract on his restructured contract in reference to giving salary leaves to the Buccaneers. Uh, he is owed 12 million. He's got a $12 million cap hip in 2024 alone, a 4.8 in 2025 and a 2.5 in 2026. These are all for restructured bonuses. So the, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have to then turn around and also eat almost $20 million over the next three years for a player. That's not even on the team who they traded when they could potentially just, just find a way to roll all this money in together and get out from under and get a little bit more cap relief and get out from underneath the dead cap numbers they have for him in 2024, 2025 and 2026. So it's not just about finding the talent. It's not just about finding the right time and bringing in the town for Joe Shane or making a trade for Tampa Bay. There's just so many different parameters and reference to this deal that I think if Tampa does it, it's going to be at a high cost in reference to draft capital because they're going to have to eat $20 million over the next three seasons, or it's going to be a way that they're going to find a way to sign him and take away and kind of erase some of that cap space issues. They're going to put themselves in, in dead cap money, or they're just going to say, you know what, well, let's play this. Let's play this out see what type of season he has and kind of go from there. But like I said, I think if they get the right deal, they'll do it. I don't think Joe Shane is willing or even has the draft capital to not. Well, I mean, not doesn't have the draft. Capital, he has draft capital, but I don't know if he's willing to part with that draft capital for Mike Evans when he still has some question marks on this line. Our general manager even came out during his press conference. We 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 played the soundbite when he said, you know, we don't know what this team is yet. 
we won't know what this team is yet for like three, four weeks. So I don't think he is going to t- put himself in that situation where he's going to bring in a veteran who he knows he's going to have to sign to a big contract in 2024 or even sign him before he comes here and wreck the cap for 2023 and eat away more of that valuable cap space in 2024. we got a lot of fun videos coming out this week. Uh, we're also, of course, going to be at the Giant Game on Sunday. I can't wait to see a whole bunch of people in the parking lot hanging out, having a good time, drinking some beer, so make sure that you're there. And you know, just remember this. Don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to ring that bell because you want to know why? That'd be awesome.